This episode of Truce Table is brought to you by Truce Table. By Truce Table. Black women's musings on life, love, and liberations everywhere where books are sold. Online, in the stores, at your mama's pop bookstore. Go buy our book. Everywhere. Period. Penguin Random House and Jubilee Financial Services, where we empower individuals, families, nonprofits, and small businesses to build tax-free wealth through affordable life insurance. Visit Jubilee Financial Services at jubileefinancialgroup.com. Hey, welcome to Truth Table, Midwives of Culture for Grace and Truth. I'm Kemeny. And I'm Christina. This table is built by Black women and for Black women. So welcome to the table, see How you doing, girl? <sighs> we don't have time. <laughs> that's how we need to start asking whenever anybody asks you that question just like, you don't you don't have time you don't have time, don't have time. that's so it's, hilarious it's it's thick out here it's thick thick it is thick it really how are you doing how are you do- you have a birthday coming up soon I do. I do. I think it'll be passed by the time. Oh, actually, nice. yeah, it will have just passed when this one comes out. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a big one. So, I'm good. I'm, I'm trying to prepare <laughs> for that. I'm trying to, you know, um, find a stylist to do my hair because I got a vision. Yes, fashionista. One, and that's a problem. So, of course, I got this vision like last week. So, it's like, uh oh, wait a minute. <laughs> my birthday's next week. What am I going to do? Um, but anyway, so yeah, so I'm on here. I'm going to keep on trying to search after we finish recording, you know, but I came on here too. I'm wearing my solidarity, not silent sweatshirt. Y'all know, ordinarily I would change and be all gussied up, you know, and jazzed up, but gussy. listen, we've got, we've been through a lot this past weekend. It's just been too much. That's an entire episode we, that we don't have time to record. We, so. Yeah. We, <laughs> it's been too, too much, you know, uh, with the white supremacist mass shooting massacre, you know, in Buffalo. Um, and then, of course, the anti-Asian violence that has been occurring. Um, you know, so I thought it was important to wear my solidarity, not silence, sweatshirt that our dear friend Jane Kim uh, gave me last year. Actually, for my birthday, actually, she gave this to me. Look at that. Look at that. So, yeah, let's stop AAPI hate. Uh, let's let's dismantle and destroy white supremacy in the name of Jesus. So set, set everybody free. Cause it's, it's out of control. That, that is the common denominator, you know, um, with both of those things. So that's actually not what we're here to talk about though. It's <laughs> actually not. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. But sometimes trauma talks. So go ahead. <laughs> it's a lot going on. Um, so we are here for another behind our book episode. Listen, we wrote a book, as you know. We wrote a book, Truth Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation. Make sure you buy your copies. You can go into your local Barnes and Nobles and buy it. You can go into Listen. your mom and pop, which we recommend, uh, bookstore and buy it. You can buy it online. We've been hearing yep. wonderful feedback um, yes. um, from people saying, I feel seen. I feel known. And Yeah. And, and listen, and if you and if you have read it and you have positive feedback about it, positive, you go on over there to Amazon and Goodreads and Barnes and Noble, Barnes and, Noble and go ahead and put it's your Riley. review in there because that actually helps. Um, and I know people are super tired. I get it. I yeah. get it. I get it. I get. It. So even if you're not going to say, you don't have to give a whole essay. You don't have to be multiple paragraphs. Just 
string a couple sentences together. Um, that would be a real blessing to us. And it also sends a signal to people um, about whether or not they should invest and take the time to read it. So if y'all have read it, y'all listening, y'all roll with us here. Can you do that for us, please? Please, Yes, please. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're right. Thank you for remembering. Because I'm like, uh, the number of reviews here ain't reflecting the number of people that got the book. <laughs> okay, so I'm like... <laughs> I need y'all. Yes, yes, yes. Look, look, even the friends that we have, like, don't review by texting me. Like, just write yes, it down. Listen, on. I'm like, this is really great. Can you copy this and paste it into? No, I know. Just take the text messages and put them there. That is so funny. So yeah. So anyway, we are here back with another behind our book episode, and I'm yes. sure I would imagine y'all might know what this this topic is, but it's I'm married now. <laughs> Girl, what is it? Marriage for grown black women, right? By Christina Edmondson. Is that the, did I get the title completely correct? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. I love it. I love it. So yeah, so we, so I'm here talking to Christina about her book chapter. I was married now. And so, uh, so this is interesting. You know what? See, I think it'd be great for you to talk about um, how this chapter came about and why you felt like it was important to write about this. Because I think people might not know the origin actually of this and how, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Sure. So when we when we first pitched to talk uh, to kind of these sketch chapters, when you do a book proposal for those of you who have done it or on your way to doing one, you know you you uh, kind of outline what the book is going to be about and even give people a little snapshot of what those chapters might be about, even <laughs> though you know it's going to possibly change up, right? <laughs> and so I had another chapter that was actually going to go on this place. It was really going to be about. Um, womanliness and woman woman womanishness and female identity right, and what right. that what that all of the nuances tosses and turns um, mm-hmm. politics trauma conversation all the pieces around that and and I remember but then I remembered that we were also having a conversation uh, listening about you know uh, Kimmy was going to write on kind of the singleness Man, what became the singleness manifesto? Uh, it started. It was a chapter, but then it was like, ah. re- receive this <laughs> manifesto, saints, take that. Um, so you got that. <laughs> and then we knew that Michelle was going to kind of graciously lay down this offering about her own personal experience with divorce. And I thought to myself, I probably should talk about marriage mm-hmm. um, and about what it means to be married for over two decades to a black man specifically. Yes. Um, and yeah, and just to add that, and and part of it, I think I felt compelled to do it because I think while it is very true that divorce and singleness are are absolutely a part of uh, Black women's narrative and stories, there are Black women throughout history and the present who are very much married. Mm-hmm. And yes, um, yes, yes. and there are times when you don't think you think that may not even be the case. If you look, if you look at movies or you look, at, I mean, there's sometimes you can look at advertisements, yeah, yeah, advertisements, and it's like you'll see a family, a, a wonderful, beautiful family. It could be a mom and it could be children, right? But um, <laughs> the the other ad that's showing a white family will be like a mom and a dad and kids, that's right. and the ad showing the 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 black family will be a, a loving mother, praise God, and children. But it, but it's almost like kind of this assumption, like, well, there is no husband. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, no, they are black women married to black men mm-hmm. out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I felt like it was important to to put that into the into the book as well. And also, I have had people just throughout the years ask, you know, for me to talk about that topic. Um, and so. 
There it is, as married now. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was important too, because in the love chapter, we do have different aspects of uh, relationships or we're unearthing or uncovering, you know, our different proximity, you know, or experience with love in that, that, you know, in that traditional sense, you know, that's not the only way we experience love, but, you know, romantically or romantic love. And so um, with my own chapter about lifelong singleness and then um, Michelle's about being married, but also, but in an interracial marriage, but then experiencing that yeah. divorce, right? And then you absolutely um, being married for many, many, many years um, to a black man, you know? So I thought that was really a rich um, addition <laughs> and important addition to the, to the, um, to the book in order to resist those um, stereotypical tropes about you know, black women and our marriage rates and things like that. And that's not to say that there aren't, there is not true to that. Obviously we do have the other chapters yeah, there for sure. <laughs> that paint for sure. another, you know, aspect of it, but that was important to, I think, give a good roundedness, you know, um, to the varied experiences of black women yeah, um, with sure. romantic love. So, um, so see how, what would you describe, you know, how would you describe your own process with regard to writing? Because you are, you know, I'm a former trauma <laughs> therapist, you know, this is your, your training, your understand you even have training in marriage, family th- therapy, if I remember correctly, yep. you know, many degrees yep. and certificates. I'd be like, wait, yeah, I think um, she also got something in that too. None, none of it matters. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so can you talk to me about your own experience and obviously, yeah, your process of writing? Um, did you mm-hmm. write with your clinical hat on or did you write with your, um, uh, uh, your, your wifey hat on or your mother hat <laughs> on? How did you write? How did you enter and approach yeah. this chapter? Yeah, you know what? It's it's interesting. If I if I had to do it again, or if we, I, we've talked about this, like what chapters that we not we did we not write about, I probably would have contributed a chapter or really debated about having one about what it means to raise black daughters. Right. Oh yeah. Because I think that could very much be kind of a compliment to to this this particular chapter. Yeah, I don't have I sons. So. I, I've got I've got daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this one I I did not want to write it wearing my family systems and therapy hat. I mean, mm-hmm. I, now people who are like have family therapy backgrounds, it's pretty. I mean, they indoctrinate you real good. Like we tend to <laughs> <laughs> we tend to have that we have pledged family five family. Yeah, you know, yeah, we, yeah. We, we're all way in. Um, but I I didn't want to write it as like. Uh, necessarily even like a like a self-help or as like a like a research essay yeah. sort of I, I wanted to write it the way in which I think most people transfer wisdom or experience or insight about marriage from generation to generation from woman to woman um, which is conversational style mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, it's almost like when people have you know people have uh, a baby it's like after the fact they're like didn't nobody tell me that <laughs> It was going to be like this. And didn't nobody tell me this was going to happen to my body. Didn't nobody tell me it was going to send me home with these things, to, you know, whatever. And I think sometimes, <laughs> I think sometimes marriage can be a little bit like that too. People are like, didn't nobody tell me, um, you know, or, or whatever, or, like, or that I could be married and still feel lonely, or yeah. I could be married and, um, you know, and, and then I have to figure out how I'm going to love this person. <laughs> I got married so I could be loved. Hello. What do you mean this marriage is about me loving somebody else too? (laughs) Um, And so anyway, I wanted to write it kind of in like a, in the tradition of kind of like folk wisdom. Yes. 
sort of, and and also show a little bit more about who I am and, and, and my story and myself. And and you know this about me. I tend to be somewhat protective of my family story um, for all kinds of reasons. One, because, you know, it ain't all my story, <laughs> you know, and two, I don't I don't see I think we got to be careful about to what extent intentionally or unintentionally our our families become a part of our brand. That's right. You know, I cringe at brand language anyway for, for believers, but I get it. I get it. I understand. I understand the game. I get it. Um, but to what extent we kind of draft people into that. And yeah. I've also kind of feel like it's a not that I'm necessarily a superstitious person, but I have seen people kind of put their marriage out there like like, come on, reality TV me. And then the thing fall apart. I'd be like, wait a minute now. I, <laughs> wait, I, I like to keep I like to I keep mine. Um, and I do think there's a sense in which marriage is require and I don't not secrecy but they do pre- pre- uh, require boundaries. some type of yeah boundary um and anyway so I had, I was thinking through that as I as I wrote um that chapter as well mm, yeah no that's that's really good actually you were kind of you were you're um inching towards my next question and so you kind of might have low-key at um answered it but I don't want to assume that you did so why well, don't I'm gonna take let's take a quick commercial break and when we come back I'm going to ask C my next question. So don't go nowhere. Mm -hmm. Keep it locked. (laughs) Truth's Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation is a classic in the making. According to Tracy Michelle Lewis Jiggett, author of Black Joy, Stories of Resistance, Resilience, and Restoration, New York Times bestselling author Dr. Jamar Tisby says that people often say, Listen to Black women. Now at Truth's Table, you have your chance. We don't deserve the gift of this book, but once again, Black women have generously served us all. If we are to actually alleviate the immense burdens our sisters bear, then we must heed their words. T. Morgan Dixon, co-founder of Girl Trek, says this, There is a textured knowing in this book, a spiritual enlightenment, made brighter by the author's own personal breakthroughs. The way they describe the fabric of our collective trauma makes me trust their solutions. And Dr. Joy Hardin-Bradford, founder of Therapy for Black Girls, says that Truth's Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation, shines a light on some of our most vulnerable places as Black women, leaving no stone unturned. Truth's Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation, is a clarion call to consider our communal truths by opening ourselves up to a deeper inner truth. By Truth's Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation, wherever books are sold. In Rising Troublemaker, best-selling author Lovey Ajayi Jones inspires teens to be their bravest, boldest, truest selves in order to create a world they would be proud to live in. This is the book Lovey needed when she was the kid who got in trouble for her mouth when she spoke up about what she felt was not fair. This is the book she needed when kids made fun of her Nigerian accent. This is the book that she needed when it was time to call herself a writer, but she was too scared. As a rising troublemaker, you need to know that the beautiful, audacious life you want is on the other side of doing the things that will scare you. This book will help you face and fight your fear and start living that life ASAP. Adapted for young readers from the New York Times bestseller, Professional Troublemaker, Rising Troublemaker is available wherever books are sold. Akemini, you know what's sad to see um, when someone has lost a loved one and they're having to use something like a GoFundMe just to piece together the resources to 
provide for them a, an, an honorable uh, homegoing service. Yeah, girl. And I, we've been there where we've oh, had to sure. bury relatives and have to, and this is pre-GoFundMe, honestly, where we have mm-hmm. to pull together money to bury our loved ones. And it's so hard when yeah. you're grieving, you don't want to have to do that type of labor absolutely, um, in order to give your loved one a dignified um, homegoing service. But we might not know how affordable and simple it is to obtain quality life insurance. That's why Jubilee Financial Group is part of the Symmetry Financial Group. Together, they partner with over 30 insurance companies to offer affordable solutions for mortgage protection, disability, retirement protection, term life, and more. Visit Jubilee Financial Services Group at jubileefinancialgroup.com to submit an inquiry and learn about how you can obtain affordable life insurance for you and your loved ones. And we are back at the table with Christina Edmondson talking about her chapter, As Married Now, from, of course, the famous Color Purple. I mean, you can't write a book about by Black women and for Black women without citing the Color Purple, either the movie Listen. or the book. It just has to happen. You know, that's the Listen. rule. That's Listen. the that's the Black American girl rule. So don't want to speak for the, all the Black peoples of the world, but in America. Up, up in here. That is a requirement. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, um, so, you know, uh, yeah, you were just talking about the importance of um, boundaries around your marriage, not secrecy, but thinking about your own, um, your stories are interconnected with even your own family members and other people. Um, so I'm curious on that note, if you could talk about your biggest joys and challenges um that you experienced or are even concerns <laughs> while writing uh, this chapter. So the joy that I think there is a sense in which, so I don't think marriage is an accomplishment that like people earn. Cause I mean, you can be a person that, I mean, you can be a, I mean, you can be a person that's, um, you know, d- did all the things, checked all the boxes, whatever. Um, sacrificially loving, whatever. And then your spouse can just be a fool. Um Nayball. I mean, this is just, this is what it is. Like we don't have guarantees, you know, and sometimes we look at, sometimes people look at marriage in, in that kind of scripted way. Like if I do this, That's this right. is going to happen. And there, and there's no guarantee when it comes to what another human being is ultimately going to be. But there was a sense in which I wrote that chapter with a great deal of appreciation and gratitude that I could write it. Yeah. I recognize that that is a That's blessing right. and a benefit right. to be able to write on a, you know, at this point, 20 plus year. Amen. Um, marriage and um, with with somebody who I delight in, somebody who I really enjoy as a person, somebody who I've seen grow in grace, I've seen mature mm-hmm. through the years, and um, and you know, and I would pray that they would testify the same thing about me. Um, so I recognize, so so it was a joy being able to write it because I did not have to. I mean, I didn't have to be in the position to write <laughs> such a Could have gone another at way. all. <laughs> hey, hey. Or, or, you know, or, you know, or I you mean, I think be, about, yeah. mm-hmm. I think about the people that we know in our own families and our friendships who are widows. Yeah. I think about people that we know right. who had to, we, you know, had to run, had to right. run from their marriages, right. like run girl, run. That's right. Um, and so to not have right. that as a part, I, I just, that's not because of my own merit. Nope, nope, that's nope. not, no credit to me. Um, that is just uh, 
that's just what how it has been mm-hmm. at this present at this present moment even right, right. because um again we don't know what tomorrow will bring we don't know what 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 mental health or physical health or life crises yeah. or challenges will come our way and so yeah. i just was grateful to be able to write in the present moment uh, about that topic and then i think things that made me a little anxious is um again just being properly boundaried mm-hmm. like what to share and what not to share um I, I actually like that. It, it, all, it tickles me. I don't know how my husband feels about it. He's kind of like, hmm, how come people don't know this? <laughs> but but it, I, I, always, I always find it when, funny when people realize that we're, mar- that we're married to each other. Like when people are like, is that your, wait a minute. It's like, it's like they'll have an epiphany online. Like they'll, they'll see us having a conversation yeah. and then they'll go like, they real friendly with each other. And like, <laughs> maybe they're dating. Well, they should really get together. <laughs> they should get together. <laughs> But, but but my husband is like nobody ever says that because they know that you're too good for me. I'd be like, okay, please stop the low self-esteem talk, my brother. Stop it. Come up a little higher. Stop that. Um, but no, he. Um, but it, th- that's funny to me. But I do think that it, in some ways, um, as a, as as kind of a professional woman, I actually in some ways I'm okay with that because I do think that there's a sense in which, uh, particularly in kind of Christian spaces, women are known by who their husbands that's are. Right. Um, and they can afford them or hu- just having a husband can afford particular access and protection. Um, and so there's just all kinds of funky dynamics there. Um, and so I, I never, ever would hide, you know, my spouse. I adore my spouse. But I, I think um, I think it is something to be said about our work, our individual work, being able to stand on its own, our, our individual right. ideas, perspectives, convictions, beliefs, Yes, uh, being able to stand on their own. And so... Um, Yes, I don't talk about him a whole whole lot actually in the chapter. Um, but I do I do do some nods. <laughs> I do do a little bit of nods to him, and really nods to like my parents who've been married over you know fifty years, the fifty yeah, year mark. Yeah. Um, and yeah, th- watching their marriage, things I like about it, things I don't like about it, mm-hmm. the ways in which that helped to you know to shape me. Yeah. Um, as well. So I kind of I added that and tried to figure out how to write those things in ways that are truthful, but also properly boundaried and and, and respectful, like giving honor where honor is due. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's that's really, really rich, you know. And so, of course, you know, I've known you for a long while now. And yeah, I always get a kick out of people not knowing that y'all are married too. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, don't these children look like both of us? <laughs> right. Right. That's just so, it's, yeah, it's just funny, you know. But I think you have good boundaries even around your children too. I mean, not that you, I mean, you should. Sure, I try to. God, I try to. Yeah. <laughs> you just haven't branded your family, which I respect. So, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I'm not sorry. <laughs> the branded families is that. Well, my, my teen, the teen daughter will get me together. I mean, my girls will be like, uh, I don't want to speak. I don't want to go to that. Right. I don't want to, you know. So I'm always like, would you like to? That's would great. you, you know? And also, because, you know, cause they're PK. They're P, they're P, absolutely. And they're PKs. And I just, yeah. I've worked with enough PKs and MKs uh, in therapy right. <laughs> to, you know, have gleaned some hopefully i mean i'm sure I'm, my poor children i'm sure they're gonna have they're gonna have their own book mm. one day <laughs> i wonder if they're completely different side note but i wonder if they're you know with pk i wonder if that's gonna have a double meaning now you know in the in the mm. age of social media will that now also mean possibly um platform kids Oh my God! You know what I mean, <laughs> because well, think about it. Because people that are they're not pastors, but they might be seen as pa- you know, you know, people. Yeah, you know, they're yeah. gathering up all you know all their teachers and whatnot. You know, online on their timelines. I wonder that's going to be a thing about 20, 15, 20 years from now. 
platform kids, you know, speaking about how they felt about their parents. Yeah. Um, not because I'm not able to give they can't give you consent at three and four to put you. They don't know what Instagram. They don't really know what Instagram is. They don't know that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. So they can't consent. unless they have their own account. <laughs> Exactly. And they also create accounts sometimes for the so anyway, that will be interesting. That's a completely different yeah. side note. And again, just means that we probably need another truth table book about parenting. <laughs> <laughs> and what that would mean and what that would entail. Um, but yeah, so I'm curious uh, see about your own uh what inspired you? What what did mm-hmm. you who did you look to? What were your models? Did you look historically, oh. uh yeah. presently, you know, uh yeah. yeah, how did you get inspired yeah. to write this chapter? I mean, I, so I am, I love marriages where people, (laughs) not to be mistaken with complementarianism, but where they actually legitimately complement each other in their giftings, which are not assigned specific to their gender, by the way. (laughs) So our gifts are not assigned by our gender. They're given by the Holy Spirit. Um, And, and, or, you know, our experiences and our, you know, our skill sets and um, all that kind of stuff. Right. And so I do, I, I like, you know. I mean, I have a spouse that where there are things that we both, you know, we say the same expressions. We can finish each other jokes and yes. the same, the same things crack us up. You know, we spend a lot of time as much as we can laughing, but we, um, but we both have different kinds of strengths and uh, focus areas. And I love, I love when I have throughout my life, seen people who have had marriages, real people in close proximity to me, but also on TV and like through history where you saw them really actually like complimenting each other. That's right. And so, yeah, so we, so I think there's a, where I talk about, you know, you know, the, the Aussie and, and yeah. Ruby, you know, and Ruby um, oh, yeah, Ruby wow. D. when I would look at them as a kid growing up, I was, I just, I thought they Ooh. were just black marriage royalty. I don't know what was happening. I don't know what was happening know, in the house. Right? It, it, <laughs> it seemed good to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, I just think about, um, you know, like, you know, Michelle and Barack. And for whatever you think about Michelle and Barack, that's right. one thing that I feel very, I put my money on this, uh, that Barack loved Michelle. <laughs> I'm putting, I'm putting money on that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that he, that I, I've always gotten a sense that he delighted in her. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I wanted to, I think, capture some of that. Like what it means to be married is part of it is a decision to, to delight in someone mm-hmm. in a world that can be cold and cruel, particularly when I think about black marriage, right? So when I think about uh, what it means to be a black wife to a black husband, knowing that my husband gets stereotyped and mistreated mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and how he has to be cognizant of his words and his tone and all yeah. these things, right? The, the burdens how of- How shows uh, up, period. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and obviously we know this as black women, but 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 my responsibility as a spouse to him is um, is not to add to that. Mm-hmm. And I think it is so easy for us to internalize the racism of this world and certainly for oh, men yes. and, and the misogyny and and for us to put that then on our spouses. And I think we have to we have to be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. And um, I think there's a portion in there where I talk about the um, infantilizing the the ways in which we can uh, make black men into black boys. And the way that we talk about them, and the way that we treat them, and this and this dishonorable. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't that doesn't mean we don't hold people accountable because you know, we all about that life. <laughs> but even in the way we talk to each other, there is a sense in which we just have to be honorable. And I and I've always valued husbands who speak about their wives in really 
honorable ways. I'm not talking about you know you know you know to use like not like about smoking white smoking uh, with smoking hot wife kind of foolishness, right? Um, But who really talk about their wives in honorable ways publicly and and vice versa? I just think that that's even more powerful and important for Black married couples to do that yeah, because we're pushing back against a, a horrible, horrible narrative. Um, and our spouses need to believe that we have not inculcated, we have not adopted the lies um, that the world says about who they are, that we're their cheerleaders. Yeah. You know, and that reminds me of this, ooh, one of my favorite interviews, conversations with um, public intellectuals, uh, Nikki Giovanni and uh, well, and authors of Poets, um, J- James yeah, Baldwin. Yeah. Remember that conversation? Yeah, uh-huh. um, yeah that was fun. And actually, I was like, you know, we're going to pull that one out the vault. But, um, but yeah, you know, just talking about the ways that internalized racism shows up into the marriage, you know, and just kind of like, and Nikki's like, oh, you know, no, lie to me. Like, you know, like you put on this face, you're nice to all the white people outside, then you come over here and I get... I get harshness. Yeah. I get cruelty. Like she's yeah. like, no, then then lie to me if you got to lie to me. Like if you and he was like, well, I don't, I want to wear the mask. I've been wearing it all day. Right? <laughs> you know, but those are the dynamics, so. right? These are the things that we are yeah, yeah, yeah. those things that um, intrude um, on our on our marriages yeah. um, as black people yeah. in America. And so anyway, I so I think it's really profound and really really important that you lift up this chapter and talk about that. Um, I So see, what would you say was left unsaid or what even, and what would you say to this? So there are people, you know, this, that old adage, uh, uh-huh. that old adage um, <laughs> that says, well, a man needs to love you more than a woman. Oh. Cause then, you know, cause then you really going to have something solid. That's all, what do you say to that? And then, was there anything left unsaid? You know, and, what do I say to that? You know, because you know what I'm talking about. You heard, I, oh, I, I heard that coming up. I heard Max, I, to be honest with you, I I, I may have said it. <laughs> okay. And, and by and by that, I don't I don't mean that they like literally uh-huh. love more, uh-huh. but I think that you I think men need to declare. Mm their love. Mm-hmm. And, I, and you know me, if I talk to my single friends, I'm like, we, yeah. there should be no single black women guessing yes. about oh how anybody feel about them. Right. I find that just, just cuckoo for cuckoo puffs. That's just That's ridiculous. Right. That's right. Um, and, and if you, and if, and if a man is like, well, I don't know how I feel, then that's what you say. I don't know yet. I'm, I'm figuring it out, but that's, that, you know, come on. I got you. Um, but so I, I wouldn't say, I, I think what, I think what people are trying to get at when they use that statement is that, um, you don't want to be chasing somebody. You know, a woman doesn't want to be chasing a man in their relation, in their marriage for crying out loud. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that's what your know, marriage is a contract to really love somebody, to unabashedly, unapologetically love your spouse. And love shows up in, you know, words and actions right. and and um, and forgiveness mm-hmm. uh, and and accountability. Yes, um, it has to show up. But I think when people use that, use that kind of old adage of like, you know, get you a man that love you more. I think that's really about saying, like, you shouldn't have to guess. You shouldn't have to guess about how they feel about about yeah, you. Yeah. Um, but they need to love enough that it is it's clear, it's declared, it's declarative. Um, and, and I know I, I probably have jokingly said that too. I, I haven't said that to anybody I was counseling, <laughs> probably you know, in a therapy session. But I'm but probably to my my friends, I probably have been like, you know, 
you know, like love the man that loves you, you know, in oh, the words man. of Luther, love, love the one you, you with. Never told me, you know, he was a dis- declare himself, you know, get, get out of the, the ghosting guessing brigade, you know. Oh, so, my word. The game. And it's a scam. So, Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Um, <laughs> now, okay. See, what would you want? What do you want the people to take away from this chapter? When they're, when they're about to oh. open up, they're going to, they yeah. already went through the manifesto. Yeah. And it already went through the divorce chapter from chaos to care. <laughs> and now they're going to eyes married now. When they, like, oh, when look they, at that. There it is. <laughs> what do you want them to take away from it? What do you, or what are, yeah, what are one or two nuggets that you want them to take away? I want them to take away that uh, marriage does not complete us. Mm, come on. But that marriage is a part of the communal contract. Mm. So it's not a part of the individual contract. People are fully whole. <laughs> by they daggone, and they're not. By, by the way, they're not by their daggone self. Like nobody should be by themselves. Like we, right. we have, we are supposed to be caught up in all different types of relationships, right? Yes, community together. Mm-hmm. But, but, um, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't. I'm sorry about that. I, I don't want them to think that marriage, like I'm, I haven't started living until I've, I've been married. And, and honestly, there are people who teach that, right, and promote that, and it's, That's it's true. toxic, and it, it makes an idol out of marriage. But I do want us to have a sobering way of thinking that. Somebody up in the community do need to be married. Yes. <laughs> this, this, now, this real talk. This real talk right yes, now. Yes, please. Can you talk more about that? Somebody yeah. does need to um, be invested in these types of covenant committed relationships. <laughs> and they are for the good of the entire family system. So, I mean, I know that if to whatever extent my marriage is healthy, it can become a it can become a uh, kind of emotional, financial safety net, not just for me or my spouse, but for our community, (laughs) for our community. Uh, There's a reason why when women are divorced, they get hit hard uh, in many, many ways. But one of the biggest ways they get hit in the practical sense is the financial Financial uh, pain that they take on, um, disproportionately more so than men. And, uh, and, and obviously it's not just all about money as money, but it's about what you're able then to do, um, the, the decisions you're able to make, the jobs that you can decline and your opportunities that you can have and all those, the, the medical care you can get, the therapy you can go to, I mean, money. Um, and so all that to say is that I think healthy black marriages in our community um, become uh, ways in which we develop a stronger kind of emotional and social safety net support system. Um, and again, there, there are other things that express that too. There are other uh, people and, 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 um, relationships that can express that as well. But I think marriage is one of them. And then one thing I talk about in that chapter quite a bit is that from the very beginning of our story, uh, for, uh, for black people in America, it is the ripping, the severing of black marriages, Yes, not just black people, black marriages, black families are ripped apart. And at, and at emancipation, late 1860s, the first thing that Black people wanted to do when they got free, the first thing that they wanted to do is they put piece together money to put out ads to say, I'm looking for my mother. I'm looking for my husband. I'm looking for my daughter. Like that. And, and, and to be quite frank with you, in some ways, because of the terrors and realities of white supremacy, there are still people who are saying, I'm looking for my That's husband. That's it. I'm looking for my children. Um, And so we, um, all that to say is I just think it's in our business, whether we are married or not, to figure out ways to invest in, um, 
invest in black marriages within our in our community yeah. and and make that honorable and promote that in our language particularly obviously we talk about the black women but amongst black men we need to be talking to them about um the beauty and um the benefits they benefit from it anyway <laughs> marriage it's oh, it's it's wild times i tell you it's wild times and so it, it it gets so weird that sometimes it's like you can't even say the obvious which is that Godly committed marriages are a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing. I didn't say I didn't say trashy, abusive, uh, inequitable, unkind marriages. I said godly <laughs> marriages are a good thing, and that should not be provocative. And sadly, it is. <laughs> so that's in the chapter as well. My tangent. Yes. On that. Yes. Well, thank you for these takeaways. Thank you for this contribution. Thank you. Um, and we thank God, you know, that God Amen. has granted you um, um, a healthy um, and long marriage. And we pray that the Lord will continue to give you Please all God. 20 plus, you know, um, plus, plus, plus more years uh, together. We so, pray. yeah, we're, I'm grateful because it, it is when we see a black marriage, we are looking at a miracle. And we need to mm. learn to recognize miracles in our modern day context. Cause they are, they, they hear, they be popping out every now and then. <laughs> they don't see <laughs> Cause I ain't gonna say that anyway. But they hear, they hear. You know, let's let's begin to recognize <laughs> the miracles um, that that God does grant us. You know, and I do I do consider black black marriage absolutely to be a miracle, an absolute miracle. So. So thank you for writing this chapter. I's married now. So y'all right. please make sure you buy our book so you can read and glean uh, all this wisdom uh, from Christina. And of course, we want to thank our sisters and well, everybody. Uh, for sitting at the table with us this week. Let's keep the conversation going. Tweet us your thoughts about this behind our book episode, As Married Now, with Christina Edmondson. Use the hashtag TruceTable and hashtag TruceTableBook. Black women, did y'all know that we have a uh, Facebook Black Women's Discipleship Group? Well, we do. All you got to do is follow TruceTable on Facebook, answer the entry questions. Now you got to make sure you agree to the group rules. So you probably want to sign up on your laptop because sometimes it doesn't show up on your phone. Just letting you know. Um, answer all the questions, invite your friends and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at TruceTable or email us your thoughts at asktruestable at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Truth Table has a Patreon account, so y'all can send your love offerings to patreon.com slash truthstable, or you can bless us at our PayPal, which is paypal.me slash truthstable. Truthstable is made possible in part by Pottery Studios. Visit pottery.com for the highest in quality online audio entertainment. Our producer for the show is Joshua Heath. Our executive producer is Bo York. And our video producer is Daryl Bradford. And we have been your hosts, Akemini and Christina. We'll see you soon on the next Truth Table. Bye, y'all.